0: Hi, welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. You can find this and many other of my written reviews at my website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Over 4,000 reviews I've written since 1996. You can check them all out there. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Quipster Film Review Podcast. There's a link to it on that site. You can also find links to my Twitter feed, Facebook page, Instagram, any way you want to get in touch with me at Quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the second of a three-part series, looking at films of the 1980s that are buddy comedies that feature a CIA tie-in to the main plot. Last week we looked at 1985's Spies Like Us. This week we're going to get into another buddy comedy called Real Men. This one starring another SNL alum, Jim Belushi, or James Belushi as he is billed here. John Ritter is the other star of the film. They pretty much are the main part of this film. There aren't any other actors. that get very much screen time beyond them. It's a film that's directed and written by Dennis Feldman. And it's a PG-13 rated film. It does have violence, brief nudity, sexual references, and language. The runtime is an hour and 25 minutes. So very short there. Now, Real Man is a, as I mentioned, it's a buddy action comedy, and that usually means that the plot is perfunctory, to seeing the comic shenanigans that the two leads get into and then the -er repartee that those situations inspire. It's a formula proposition, but when it works well... It can make for a couple of hours of fun entertainment if you're game. Real Men is not the best example of this genre, but if you like these two leads, you'll probably enjoy it as a passably amusing diversion. Jim Belushi here, starring as Nick Pirandello. He's a crude smartass. He just so happens to be one of the country's top CIA agents who's ordered to recruit this mild-mannered suburban insurance salesman father named Bob Wilson, played by John Ritter. Bob is a lookalike for a recently taken out iced, axed, killed, whatever you prefer. Another CIA agent, and Nick is there to coerce him into joining him on this cross-country secret mission that may have interplanetary, yes, interplanetary implications that may result in the end of the world as we know it. So big stakes. But Bob is such a sweet-natured man, he does need a crash course in toughening up to this task, which Nick must do in order to achieve the mission's success. And meanwhile, Bob thinks Nick is way off his rocker, particularly when he begins talking like the case involves aliens from outer space. Now, as I mentioned, Real Man, directed and written by Dennis Feldman. Feldman came into the world of screenwriting after a respectable career as a still photographer. He first sold screenplays, including... Uh, films that came out in the mid-1980s. Just One of the Guys was the first one. And then he did another screenplay called The Rose of Tibet. Now, that screenplay would end up getting its name changed. It would eventually become The Golden Child. Yes, the Eddie Murphy film from 1986 after it was rewritten several times. Feldman had the option here of directing his own screenplay, which would not only mark his debut as a director, it actually would end up being his only attempt in his career. Although Real Men did receive mixed to poor critical write-ups at the time of its release, it did score with audiences during its test screenings enough for them to think that they might have had something relatively decent on their hands. However, the MPAA initially slapped Real Men with an R rating, and that caused the producer, Martin Bregman, to order re-edits to the film to get it down to a PG-13 level. And he also wanted them to tinker with making the characters a little bit more defined, so that caused a little bit of editing to the point where there are some moments in this film that don't quite make a lot of sense because there were things that were taken out resulting in that very short 85-minute runtime. Now, real men did not get very much of a distribution from the struggling studio United Artists at the time. United Artists were still in the red after they had that debacle called Heaven's Gate. They put so much money into that, made almost nothing back from it, and they were still reeling from that. It was released theatrically in 1987, but just barely. It appeared in only 140 theaters, and it was only regionally in three particular states. It only was released in Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico, and it subsequently only grossed because of it only $874,000. Didn't even make a million dollars at the box office. Now, the producer Bregman does claim that they had difficulty getting the picture out there because neither Jim Belushi nor John Ritter were box office draws of any measure. They did have recognition. They had TV work, a Saturday Night Live for Jim Belushi, obviously Three's Company and Three's a Crowd for John Ritter, but they weren't really known for their films, at least at that moment in their career. Belushi did actually gain quite a bit of popularity through this period of the 1980s, though, at least for a few years. Nevertheless, Real Man would earn a small but loyal following when it was shown on television, on repeated cable showings, and became a favorite for those people who took it in. The madcap sitcom antics felt more at home at home. This is a cartoony kind of film. It rides high off of its own loopiness, and... It really is absurd. You know, I guess you have to be somebody that relishes these qualities. I mean, it's willing to continue to subvert expectations by garnering laughs at just how gleefully stupid and random it's going to go in all of its places. You have scenes here like Bob, John Ritter here, being seduced by an older cougar, played by longtime character actress Diane Thorne, uh, in Nick's mother's Home Barbara Barry plays Nick's mother. That cougar is later revealed to be Nick's father after having a uh, gender reassignment surgery. I don't think it's really funny because it's witty, but it's so stupid you practically have to laugh. Now there may not be very much chemistry between the two stars per se to wish that they would have made a lot more films together, but I do think they get their chances to shine in real men individually. Both actors do their fair share of mugging to try to get laughs to be sure. But the inventiveness of the screenplay and the perpetually changing situations do manage to offer some very funny character moments that will likely grow on viewers who are open to them. If you're not expecting nonstop hilarity throughout, it might be hard to imagine Jim Belushi, who seems to be channeling Bill Murray in his delivery here as the kind of guy who all women would find irresistible or that John Ritter would seem like the wimpiest and dumbest guy around. But in the context of real men, you just kind of go with the flow of wherever Feldman deems them worthy to go. And it does reap a few good laughs. Now, funny sequences abound, such as an action sequence in which Bob gets involved in this shootout. He's convinced by Nick that he has the power to kill just using his index finger as a gun. There's another scene there involving an attack by a bunch of CIA agents who've gone rogue while dressed like a gang of clowns. And there's also this recurring joke. Nick gets kind of a soft spot in his heart for this world-class dominatrix. Uh, The two leads actually begin to learn from one another in terms of their outlook on life. They rub off on one another in that way. It's silly. It's surreal. Real Man, I think, manages to be a comedy that will likely, as I mentioned, grow on many viewers who are willing to tune in to its totally preposterous wavelength. I think it's proper to call this film an uneven misfire of sorts, to be sure, It is not a great film, but I do think that Real Men remains an enjoyable one if you're in the mood, a rare mood, for a low rent and way out of left field comedy full of a lot of silly throwaway moments that ultimately culminate into a feature length film. I think that Real Men might be that guilty pleasure that you're seeking. So it's a movie I've reviewed twice. Last time I gave it a marginal not recommendation. This time I'm going to give it a marginal recommendation of three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do think that it is worthwhile for people who like this kind of movie. You definitely have to like the kind of zany, off-kilter comedies. I think these kinds of comedies are a little bit more popular today, which is why I do think that Real Men ends up aging pretty well for its type. It's not a comedy... That seems like it only could take place in the 80s. This is very much in keeping with a lot of the comedies you would see today. So, three stars out of four is what I'm giving Real Man. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that review. If you have your own thoughts on Real Man, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net, Q W I P S T E R.net. As far as what I'm going to be covering next week, I'm going to stay in the same year of 1987 for a film where well I started off this film in which there were two men who were in the CIA and this last film one man is in CIA this film I'm going to be reviewing next week the two buddies in the buddy comedy are neither CIA agents nor men they are Shelley Long and Bette Midler and they star together for an uproarious comedy from 1987 i have not seen this film for a very long time i don't even remember what i thought of it although i do know that a lot of people do enjoy this film to this day it is called outrageous fortune a film by arthur Hiller back then i'm looking forward to getting into that for next week's episode outrageous fortune if you want to keep up with the movies as i get to the reviews and until next time thank you everyone for joining me on this trip around the world in 80s movies